Let's get real, let's get inspirational, a little bit emotional, and let's shed some sunshine. This is the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Welcome! Good day and happy Wednesday, and welcome back to a episode of Sunshine Steven Podcast, which hasn't had one since like August of 2022, so my bad for that. But I'm back here again with one of my favorite people, and don't want to get too much into it, but I did need to take some time off. Best Adele impersonation, divorce, babes, divorce. But nevertheless, I am back and I have plenty of episodes, um, really interviews. I need to put the episodes together, but plenty of interviews already in the works and already recorded. So yeah, I'm going to come at you hot and fast with lots of content and episodes. But today we are starting with Robbie Couch, who has been on the uh, show twice before to talk about his previous books and now his new book, uh, If I See You Again Tomorrow, which is like a Groundhog Day queer take. I don't want to take too much away from him, so he's going to explain a little bit and then we're going to play a game, see what gross food he would eat, and go from there. So let's enjoy and hop right into this interview with Mr. Robbie Couch. Well, welcome back <laughs> to the Sunshine Super Podcast. Robbie Couch, how are you? Hi, I'm very well. Um, super glad to be back. Super excited to be doing this podcast. I had a blast last time. So yeah, you're doing great. I, how are I, you? I'm doing good. I try to research myself and listen to our last episode. But then I had to stop midway through because I was like, I sound awful. Why do I listen to my oh. own voice? <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. That's what when people ask. Like, why don't you do your own audiobooks? And I'm like, no, no way in hell I would ever do that. A, I would never be able to listen to it. And yeah. B, it's also just like, that's a, like, that's a talent. Like, that's a, a whole separate skill set that I do not have. The, it really but, is. Yeah. Like, no, no, I couldn't. I, I was like, okay, cool. I'm done with this. I won't <laughs> ask him any of the same questions. So let's <laughs> right. go with it. Um, exactly. If people don't know who you are, they should by now if they've been listening. If not, if you want to just give a brief rundown of who you are, and then we'll jump into your new book. Spoiler alert, he's an author. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I am author Robbie Couch, and I write queer YA uh, young adult books. Um, the new one coming out next week, which is wild to think about, um, is my third book. Um, I wrote The Sky of Blues that came out in 2021 and Blame for the Win, which came out in 2022. And um, yeah, all my writing centers queer teenagers um, and has a lot of queer and LGBTQ themes and storylines. And um, yeah, I grew up kind of mostly closeted in rural Michigan and it was really important to me now as an author to make sure that queer representation is kind of folded into the work that I do so yeah so book three is yeah. coming out soon and I am constantly pinching myself that this is happening yeah 
by the time this recording's out, the book will be out. So <laughs> oh, be sure to get I it. I messed it up. Sorry. No, Sorry, not. Steven. I'm not going to lie. Get the book. We did the same thing in the last episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I literally was thinking to myself, oh, I probably should have prefaced. and But I did it in the intro. So, But it you kind know, of leads into your book for this time. So Right, right. right. Shit, so Lots to do with time. Yes. Exactly. Um, it is though, I feel like you always see those parents that never get a rest and have a child every year. I feel like that's been your life for the past three years. <laughs> Cause yeah. year, you're popping out a new baby. Right. Well, um, oof. Yeah. That would be interesting to imagine, but, um, yeah, well, I will say I, my sister is, works full-time as a doctor and has three boys and I will say she definitely has a more packed schedule than me so whenever I do feel like I'm her. losing I, whenever I feel like I'm losing it I just think about my sister and all of the <laughs> other parents out there who um yeah are probably more stressed out than me but to your actual point um yeah it's been it's been nuts like recently I've been able to go full-time author which a lot of people didn't realize I was doing other oh, yeah. another job and had other things but um so that's been a huge, huge help in terms of just being able to yeah, free up more time. I have yeah. just been, for my first two books, I was like mostly just working on the weekends and um, during evenings and just taking all my PTO for book stuff. And it was just so grueling. Yeah. So yeah, I'm finally at a place now where I'm being able to balance it all a little bit better. But yeah, it's been intense for sure. Yeah, but that's good that that's, I mean, that's the goal is to be full time and not have to stretch yourself thin and like you said, mm-hmm. use PTO and everything like that. But it's like, <laughs> Bill's still got to get paid. So <laughs> let me. For sure. So, well, it seems to be working out wonderfully. Um, I'll let you kind of summarize your new book. If I see you again tomorrow, I have lots of thoughts about it afterwards, but if you want to just give a rundown of what it's about. Yeah, so you meet Clark Huggleton right at the beginning of the story, and he's already trapped in a time loop. It's a 17-year-old gay kid who's very, very lonely. He has no idea why he's trapped in this repeating day, this terrible, monotonous Monday, Um, and he's actually been trapped 309 today's as I refer to every day as like today in the book um he's been trapped for 309 today's right at the beginning of the book and um kind of losing it he's he's not in a great place as I don't think um any of us would be after being trapped in a repeating day 309 times so um he wakes up in day 310 and um there's a big curveball thrown his way when a new boy uh whose name is Bo just kind of appears in his math class out of nowhere, which is very, very unusual. Never happens in the time loop where everything is exactly the same because in the time loop, whenever anything's different, it's because Clark deviated. He did something right. else different that that triggered the change. And seeing this boy in his math class, he's like very, very confused as to what's happening. So they go on this really incredible journey together, adventure together through the city of Chicago this whirlwind time. And then when Clark wakes up in the following day, day 311, he can't find Bo and Bo is just nowhere to be found. And he's kind of devastated because not only is he falling pretty hard for Bo, but he also feels like Bo may have some answers to getting to tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So 
yeah, it's a time loop romance. Um, I hope slash think that it adds to the trope um, in a really fun way and kind of a refreshing original way too, because there's been so many time yeah. loop slash Groundhog's Day stories and I didn't want to do it if it felt like, okay, this has been done before. Right, right, right. Um, and so, yeah, from early buzz, it seems like um, readers are really loving it. So yeah. yeah, definitely. And I think it's important now too, especially with the young adult demographic <laughs> with putting literature out there that they can consume. Cause right now it's not really in schools and I'm speaking from somebody that's in Florida. So it's yeah. definitely not in schools here. Um, but then also the underlining theme of like feeling alone. I'm like, hmm, a lot of queer youth can feel that way. Um, and everything mm-hmm. so i think it's yeah. great and i have looked because i'm that bitch that looks at reviews and stuff and people are commending you and saying that your character writing just keeps getting better and better and i agree oh. so <laughs> kudos you. to you you're like cool i can still pay rent <laughs> exactly not losing uh, my apartment yet yeah exactly um, yeah no that- thank you I, I do feel like especially the, the theme of loneliness is like certainly a, a theme throughout the book um that Clark he kind of goes on an adventure of like he follows these tips to defeating loneliness these mm-hmm. tips that his therapist gave him and um that's definitely something that a lot of early readers just like replying to things that I've posted and stuff has really um hit home for them which mm-hmm. on one hand is kind of it, it's sort of it's sort of sad to think of that being kind of, I I don't want to make readers more lonely or anything like (laughs) that. But at the same time, it feels like the messages I've gotten and the comments and reviews have been more cathartic than anything and, and more kind of empowering and like um, just feeling like they were seen by that aspect of who Clark um, is and what he's struggling with. So it's been pretty cool to, to get that feedback. Yeah, it definitely yeah, it is kind of sad when you think about it, but I feel like we do that as people anyways. Like, I'll throw on some Taylor Swift or Adele to have a good cry. Like, right, it'll be right. fine. So it, it yeah. totally, it works, I think, beautifully. Um, I do ask you this in every single interview thus far. Write, uh, walk us through the writing process of this one because it kind of would be different, I would suppose. You've already hinted at working a full-time job and then doing it on the weekends and stuff but then also kind of being out of quarantine now and everything so how was this different if at all from writing your previous two novels yeah I would say it was really similar in just the, the basic steps of you know outlining and first draft and revisions and like that process was was very similar with this one I will say there were bigger revisions it was just a a bigger book slightly than my other two there was kind of a more with the time loop more speculative aspect to it there was just a more involved plot that I really had to make sure you know there wasn't no inconsistencies and I'm still like are there inconsistencies (laughs) like I'm just waiting for a reader to be like hey that that makes sense yeah (laughs) right yeah um, cause it's challenging in a time loop where it's like down to the microsecond yeah. things have to line up. And, um, I know some very like eagle eyed readers will call you out when you don't get it right. So, um, so I think it was just a more involved story in that way. Um, so it took longer. There were also some just bigger changes that 
like I wanted to make along with my editor kind of later in the process, which is, I was thinking about this earlier where it's almost like with the more, the more frustrating the revisions um, aspect of the book is, it's almost like a guarantee that I'm going to like the book more. It's like this weird pendulum of, of emotions where I'm like hating the revisions and I just have to remind myself that, okay, that's because it's going to result, all yeah. of this work is going to result in a better end product. And I think that that's really been the case with this book. Um, it's my favorite one of the three thus far, but it was definitely the most um, challenging, in-depth, just kind of pull my hair out True. <laughs> process. Just beca- Yeah, just because the team at Simon & Schuster have been so great and um, really wanted this book to like reach its full potential. So um yeah so but it's my favorite so I hope people read it (laughs) yeah definitely I guess it does now that I think about it too it's like cool I have more time write more (laughs) you can write more because it is a little bit longer than the previous so it's like oh no pressure um (laughs) fun but that's um one thing too I wish I would have asked in the other two episodes and I want to point out to this one specifically as well too how did the cover art come about how did that process go? Because I love the cover, um, the ombre and different colors and stuff like that. How did that, was yeah. that something that you did, somebody else did or? Yeah, did so happen? it's sort of a, um, so in every every process is different with like the author and the publisher. Right. For me, um, we, how did this one start? Because for my fourth <laughs> book that I'm working on now, I remember I just a few weeks ago turned in like a complete mood board. And so- <laughs> like my which is probably annoying my editor but hopefully she likes it and it's in the direction she was I love to, a but... good mood board so <laughs> right right <laughs> give it I here feel like, and it helps with I feel like with the designers and yeah. and the art team too just to kind of get a peek into it gets like a vibe what off the storytelling of, yeah. yeah yeah exactly um but for this one it was l- less of a mood board and more just kind of general like this is what I'm thinking here's um you know, a scene we could kind of highlight um, mm-hmm. from the book. And then there was a few changes for sure in terms of like the color palette, um, the 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 typeface, kind of smaller tweaks that happened. Um, I, and I'm just realizing, no, I don't have my book next to me. I was going to like read off the artist's name. Oh. oh, you can. Oh, you can. Can you see it? That's the that's the um, arc, right? Yeah. Okay, it might be on the back of that, like under like jacket artists, but it might also not, not be. <laughs> yeah, not. I always like to give credit because I can never take like any Full credit on, for yeah. the cover or very little credit for the for the cover. But um, and I'm blanking on the artist name right now. Um, but yeah, thank you. I I've gotten a lot of really good feedback on the cover art too, so that's really really cool to to see. Yeah, and it's cool to put all three of the books together too, because the covers are all very different, but they flow well together. I feel like you could tell like, this is a family, but they all don't have the same personality. Like this (laughs) is nice. Yeah. I'll um, do some, I'll get the the, the artist and put them post editing. (laughs) Because yeah. 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 I mean, totally don't stress out about it. That's my bad for not being prepared. Yeah. Wow. the cover artists well you're busy so we'll get into that in a bit but before then i do have a whole bunch of random questions that Mm -hmm. i made sure i specified for you because i've asked you so many of the random questions on my cards 
I don't want to ask the same question. And I made the joke in the last episode that I said, I don't want to ask you the same question and you give a different answer. And then people are like, he's a liar. Don't trust him. Right. So yeah, that's kind of the conundrum. I feel like with a lot of these interviews is like, what do I, I want to make sure it's an entertaining interview, but at the same time, when the questions are the same and that's not necessarily this interview, but just in general, we yeah. get, you know, like the same 10 questions and it's like, well, yeah. I could spice it up and lie just for it to be more entertaining, but then I'm a liar. See, and you could so. tell that like when celebrities and folks are going on like a press tour mm-hmm. and they are asked the same questions. It's like, I heard this story on like Jimmy Fallon and on Drew yeah. Barrymore show. Like, cool. like right. they have a set of like, Oh, let me tell you the story. And I'm like, we've already heard it, but cool. I so know. I tried to come up with random ones that I don't think anybody else will probably ask because I'm <laughs> a weirdo. Um, the first one is, and I have to give a backstory, a time loop to me would be my personal hell. That is one of the most scariest. Ever since I was a kid and watched movies that it was like repeating the same day over, it gives me anxiety because I'm like, how do you figure out how to get out of it? And then people are like, you could do whatever you want. I'm like, but what if that's the last day? And then the next day you wake up and you have to face all of the bullshit that you did. And nice. it just scares me very much so. So with that, what would be a personal hell for Robbie Couch? <laughs> and then we're going to act. Oh, man. Um, I mean, not still your answer, but probably a time loop. But um, a per- yeah, personal hell. There's a lot of per- a lot of personal hells I could imagine. Um, I think similarly to being trapped in a repeating day, getting trapped in an elevator is Ugh. kind of a big fear of mine. Um, just to add fuel to the fire, what? if there was a bird in the elevator, I oh, would that's lose right. my shit. Um, yeah, and also maybe like Mitch McConnell, if I was trapped in an elevator. <laughs> with the with the senate republican leader yeah and a bird that would probably be that would be hell for sure that would be it literally it's (laughs) every time i see birds now i think of you and i'm like oh i think i sent you a mess or tagged you a couple months ago there was a whole bunch of blackbirds flying around in my backyard and i was like this is how i die also (laughs) robbie couch is probably like nope (laughs) i would be out oh (laughs) my gosh well what's really what's the um you probably sent this to me at some point too. I feel like so many people listen to this to me. There's the, I'm forgetting the name because it's like I've tried to block it out because of the trauma it's caused, but it's like a something Bill Stork or something is like the really big creepy birds that look like a villain in like a Pixar movie. Like they look so creepy and they walk so slowly. And every few months, I'll, yeah, I need to figure it to out the you, name of it. and they're like, yeah. Well, there's always like a new viral video. Like to sleep, so bitch. <laughs> like... Yeah, and they're like, lol, and I'm like, no, this is genuinely terrifying. Like, You're don't like, bully me. I'm gonna have to go get some anytime like depressants now. Really, yeah. creepy, creepy stuff. But yeah, yeah. Really so yeah, I would like say those. elevator, Mitch McConnell, bird would be yeah, would be my personal hell. Which I feel like that's more likely to happen than a time loop, but. <laughs> oh god you're probably right and that's horrifying yeah yeah it is that really would be a a personal hell for sure um i did want to bring out so main character madness out of sky blaine and clark since they are the main and can't remember if you like horror or not but i love horror but out of those three who do you think would be the first to die the final gay and who would be the secret killer Oh, I love this question. 
Oh my gosh. Watching Scream 6 <laughs> made me think yeah. of it. So great movie. It was so um, good. Okay. So I think, sorry, what were they? The first to die or the last? The first to die, the, first to the die, final the gay, and then the secret killer. Okay. I think, oh my gosh, that is so tricky. I think Sky would be the first to die. I think Sky I, just has too much of like a like he's too I innocent. Yeah, like innocent, naive, like I feel like he would vibes. sacrifice himself. Okay, <laughs> like, probably. I he's too pure. Yeah. yeah. Sky would be the first to go. Sorry, Sky. Um, <laughs> I think I can see Blaine being the killer and the one to survive. Like I yeah. feel like Blaine would very sneakily like. I don't know. He can. There would have to be a good justification on why he would want to kill the other two. Like he's not yeah. a, you know, he's not a horrible person. Yeah. But if there was a situation that arose that would provoke one of them to want to be a murderer, I think it would be Blaine, and he would probably yeah. use his paintbrushes some way to like, or like paint fumes or something. I don't something know. He get very creative. Use his art, yeah, to like. Yeah. Murder them. This is this took a dark turn, <laughs> no. but it's a very great question. I love. All that. I can see is Home Alone when he has the paint cans and he lets them. Right. Yes. Oh, that's actually a kill in. Spoiler alert! Oh uh, gosh, what was that movie? It was a Christmas horror comedy. Better uh, watch out! Krampus. I think where. Oh. She she was babysitting and the little boy was fucking nuts. So I did not see that, but you're probably. That was one right. of the kills. He Home Aloneed somebody with a paint can and yep i could see blaine doing that also <laughs> shout out to blaine um the murderer in this scenario this is his book birthday which i know this episode is not going to premiere yeah. so 412 yeah so i just ruined that again but <laughs> shout out to blaine happy birthday blaine one years <laughs> old they, yeah they they grow up so fast <laughs> <laughs> um in the book uh the current book uh there's ben's everything blue bakery where there's blue velvet brownies on the menu which a lot of people might think blue stuff i don't want to eat that so i've compiled a list of controversial foods to see if robbie Ooh. couch would eat these also love this let's go <laughs> some of them go. I get shit for because I devour them and people are like, that's disgusting. First one, candy corn. Would you eat it or not? Fuck yes. Put okay, good. <laughs> I love I can fuck candy, with candy corn. corn. Yeah. yeah. Everybody I know, I know is like, but no, it's good. It's so good. I don't care what they so say. Uh, what about eggnog? Yes. If it's like the full fat, like yeah, not light, like not that watery that, shit, right? <laughs> like the, I feel like eggnog is so easy to be disgusting if it's yeah. like, and you know, no offense to my vegan friends, but like a lot of like the the milk replacement stuff doesn't yeah, like work with eggnog. Me. Oof, and so I like the the full like artery clogging yeah. holiday drink. That if I'm gonna go out. That, I'm going to go out with a bang. <laughs> with a stomach full of eggnog. Literally. Yes. yes. Uh, blue cheese or gorgonzola? Ooh. I love these questions. I love it. Um, <laughs> gorgonzola. They're not to be Debbie Downer. Neither of them are my fave, but blue cheese, especially, wow. I can't. I can't get behind blue cheese. Yeah. I would, like I'm that person if I'm getting wings or something, I'm always going ranch. Like ranch oh, yeah. is the way to go. Yeah, I don't think boy. I've ever heard somebody say blue. I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? 
Like, really? Oh. I feel like a lot of my friends prefer blue cheese and I'm like, come on. No. I'm like the weirdo from Michigan where we just dunked everything in the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, in the yeah. South here, they're like, can I get ranch and Mountain Dew? <laughs> Dip it all together. <laughs> Love it. What about mushrooms? Ooh. The and we're <laughs> we're always we're always thinking bl- they're blue right like that's yeah, part of the game can, okay that's what okay. yeah just making sure <laughs> i'm um, sure there is a blue mushroom out there probably yeah um yeah i love mushrooms and i don't think i don't like the blue would not make me more inclined to want to eat them but i don't think it would ruin it enough to dissuade me from eating them yeah like i am that that bitch that like every time i order pizza mushrooms gotta mushrooms, be on it yes mushrooms add to my pasta yes. mushrooms on the side grill up some mushroom like very pro mushroom here so yeah yeah oh, mushroom too what about liver oh my god absolutely not yeah <laughs> no i'm good i mean liver, i would not eat liver in any color no matter any... Who's, what what species it came from i'm not <laughs> eating anyone's yeah. liver yeah they... You know, somebody the other day actually was like, oh, yeah, we had liver for it. And I was like, the fuck? <laughs> like, okay, Hannibal Lecter. I'm I remember, good. like, my dog, when I was growing up, had some sort... I don't even know what the health issue was because I was really young. And I remember the veterinarian, like, recommending that she eat liver. And so my dad... <laughs> I don't even know, like, this sounds so, like, backwoods. Like, who even knows if this was, like, a legitimate thing maybe it is i have no idea but so yeah. i remember my dad like bought liver and like watching my like dying dog eating raw liver to try to save her life was probably top 10 like most disgusting most, things yeah and then she passed away r.i.p lady a few days later and i was like great i'm really glad i have that memory of memory. her like eating love yeah anyways another dark turn sorry I guess it's maybe unoriginal. I also had a dog named Lady growing up. She oh. also R.I.P. Lady. Because um, <laughs> I'm old now. Um, yeah. But if note to anybody in the future, if I'm dying and they say, feed him liver, just let me go. <laughs> right. Right. Whatever the situation is, it's not worth I'm me good. having to eat liver to survive. Yeah. Literally. Good. So gross. No, I'm not. I joke with people like at work and inner circle friends and they know that my humor is pretty dark, but I'll be the first to tell you if a zombie apocalypse breaks out or some shit like that, I'm out. My, oh, my will to live is not that to be like, let me scrounge for food and mm-hmm. no, <laughs> if it was bird box, I'm looking directly into those motherfuckers. Like, Oh, one million percent. Nope. Watching I, the last of us. I'm like, I, I would not be one of the last of us. I would be the first to go first of to the go. last of us. Yeah. Not to like give Adam Silvera a shout out, but I would be the first to die at the end. It would be yeah. would be me in a zombie apocalypse. Sign Literally. me up. I can't hunt. No nope. barely Same. cook. I don't have any manual labor skills. Yep. I, I would don't get bored too easily. Y'all talking like yeah. Wi-Fi's out. There's no Netflix. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I have no discernible skills in a really? in an apocalyptic world. But like, like your whole family's dead. Everybody that you know is dead. I'm like, yeah. This doesn't sound enjoyable, <laughs> like yeah. at all. No, I'm good. I'm and fine. anyone who would thrive in that situation, I'm like suspicious of. Yeah. You know, it's like, all right, if you're gonna Y'all step up it. to the plate, like, go you. But also, you terrify me. So yeah, yeah. maybe Blaine will survive. <laughs> 
He'll, just take, he'll yeah. take all the uh, paint cans and throw them at the zombies and be like, I'm good. Fortress. Yeah, he'd find a way. He'd find a way to make it through. I feel like he, he could paint a brick wall to make it look or paint something to trick them like an old right. <laughs> anime. Yeah. Like, the road is keep going and then they just run into a brick wall. That's totally a Blaine move. Yeah, just murder <laughs> hundreds of zombies and Literally. save Chicago. Blaine's <laughs> life took a turn. <laughs> Sorry right. about making that. Yeah, up. wow. Damn, uh, poor Blaine. The last one that is a huge, blue or not, pineapple on pizza. Oh, wow. So... I'm going to say I would try it. I can't do pineapple on, like, pineapple on pizza is disgusting. But I'm going to shake it up and go, you know what? If it's blue, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a it. taste just to see if there's a different sensory, yeah. like, you know, experience. But I'm going to guess that it would still be just as disgusting. But, you know, if the world's ending. It, yeah, <laughs> it depends. Because like, there's different ways to turn it blue. You could, like, soak it in some blue alcohol or something but then again i'm like i don't want alcohol on my pizza right right i'll take mushrooms but not alcohol that's yeah yeah when i was looking at most you know things that it was like divides people if they eat it or not <laughs> somebody put human flesh and i was like nobody should be saying yes to that oh. like <laughs> What website are you on? I know that Man. was like, is the FBI gonna like flag me down and be like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, we gotta put some parental blockers on your computer, literally. I, I was like, who would suggest that? That's oh, so man. odd to me. Um, next question though, and you kind of mentioned so this is your your favorite book thus far, even though you're not supposed to pick your favorite child. People say that, and other authors have kind of given me shit for that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just being honest. It doesn't take anything away from how much I love the Sky Blues and Blame for the Win. And it's also like a different... Sorry to hijack your question. Yeah, I would also just just quickly add, I don't think it's... it's I guess to be more specific, it's my favorite story. Like, I I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say, like, Clark is my favorite character. That You know, there's more... Like, I don't know. I have such, like, a weirdly personal deep relationship with every book that it is kind of weird like like yeah choosing a favorite child but the story itself is my favorite but anyways continue but i feel like that's (laughs) honest i mean i'm not a parent but if i think about like friends and stuff like i love you all but like if i want to go for a good time i know i'm calling you up if i want to gossip i'm calling you up like right now yeah yes uh, and but, it's sort of like unfair. Sorry to keep no, going, you're, you but know. I also feel like any any creative or writer or anyone like I I would imagine the goal is to continually improve, right? Or yeah. like have your craft continually improve. So I feel like it's kind of disingenuous for people to be like, well, you know, I don't have favorites or I love all of them the same, yeah. and kind of. But it's like, well, if you've been writing for X amount of years, don't you? want to see improvement or want right. to like your newer stuff? Anyways, I'm pissing people off at this point, probably, yeah. but. I think it also even kind of can be a parallel to your life and what's happening at the time. And this could mm-hmm. be even feed into you like, oh, this is like my first one where I'm full time. I got to do, you know, which I'm going to bring up, mention after this uh, tour and stuff with. So that could yeah. also be a sentimental thing as well. I'm right. defending is... Robbie Couch, so y'all don't come for him. <laughs> for the record. Yeah, I know. I think there's so many factors that play into like why a book 
hits or doesn't hit yeah. or like the the way that it affects you or like sticks with you both as a reader and an author so yeah yeah i like that i like that framing yeah see i'm i i know some things <laughs> but out of the three books that you currently have because you said you mentioned you're working on a fourth if you had to write a sequel to any of them which one would it be <laughs> Ooh. Uh, probably, um, if I see you again tomorrow, my third book, yeah. because, and not just because it's my new one and I want to promote it, but I think with, um, with the sky blues, I really, and I don't know if this is ever going to happen. And so I don't want people to think this is like in the works or anything, but I would love to potentially someday write a prequel just because yeah. there's a lot of backstory with sky's father and miss winter and anyone who's read that book kind of. Yeah. maybe knows that I there's some stuff that's teased around like their their history and, and what they went through and Charlie right. and um so that would be a prequel Blaine's story is felt like such a standalone story for me like it yeah I, and maybe it was because I like was it was inspired by Legally Blonde so like I felt like there was a connectiveness there that felt yeah. like it was more complete um but that's not to say there couldn't be a sequel someday or that I couldn't see like Blaine's future because there's for sure I couldn't I can see how his story would continue. Sequel is it... gonna be him killing zombies, so <laughs> right, exactly. Blaine for the he... kill. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. I actually kind of want to write that <laughs> Yeah. I need like Ryan LaSala or like Adam Sass to come in here and like really yeah, yeah. like put a little horse spin on it. They would probably do Blaine justice. But um no, I think I could I guess I could see a sequel with if I see you again tomorrow, just because there's a little bit of um, world building isn't maybe quite accurate. Cause it's like, they're still in Chicago. There's not right. like a, an entirely different world, but there is sort of a invisible world in terms of the, the time loop without giving anything away in terms of um, how the time loop works and kind of the rules there and I could you know I could easily see how you could take that concept and apply it to different stories right. in so many different ways so I could see that world kind of living on so probably probably if I see you again tomorrow I wonder would it be if I see you again tomorrow again <laughs> <laughs> yeah just keep it going tomorrow yeah. again again tomorrow, tomorrow again again, again yep yeah. <laughs> if I see you next week again <laughs> Maybe that could be the plot. It's not just one day. It's a few days or a week that they have oh, to live yeah. over and Which over. Which would be better, I think, to spice it up, right? Yeah. Like, if you were repeating a year, that would be better than repeating a day. Yeah. Because it's, like, you know, more time. But that's also yeah. a, a big personal hell for me again, because <laughs> the whole year in, and it's, like, cool, now I have to redo it. Awesome. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of a lose-lose, no matter what. It is. It just really scares me. Knock on wood. Divine intervention. Whoever's above, do not put me in a time loop because right. I don't think I will do well at all. <laughs> um, so I did mention the tour. So you're going on tour. Yeah. If you want to give, I, will, yeah. I always want to say viewers, but they're listeners because this is not <laughs> a film. Yeah. Uh, give a little insight to that as well. And this is the first time that you get to do it in person, correct? Yeah, I'm yeah. so excited. I, yeah, because my first two books were mostly the pandemic. Blaine was sort of odd timing because it was, it was, came out last April. And so it was right when things were kind of going back kind in person, of, yeah. but then a lot of bookstores weren't. So all my events were virtual. Um, I had like a really small, like hometown um, 
book event, which is really sweet, but it wasn't that like legitimate yeah. or like official. Um, so yeah, I'm so excited. We are kicking things off in San Antonio. Um, when does this episode come out? Is it coming out the week or next week? It, or yeah, it comes when? out okay. on. Sorry, if you have to edit this. <laughs> no, the nineteenth. So a day okay, after the nineteenth. <laughs> okay, so maybe I'll start talking about the tour. Again. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the tour I'm I've gone to San Antonio, and then there's uh New York, Chicago. I have two events in LA. Um, is that it? I I think that's it. And I'm going with Adam Silvera, who um I've everyone probably knows has has written amazing books and his book right now the first to die at the end is still like i don't even know how many months it's been still in the new york lot, Times bestseller yeah. list so i'm super excited to have him come out especially because he um our books kind of have that um a similar theme and the idea of like time and, and yeah and playing with the concept of time with the protagonist and so it'll be really fun to talk about the books with him yeah. and um, yeah, just to be with a, a friend on the road will be cool. So I'm it's really so cool. Yeah, I got to meet him at Y'all Fest last year. Oh, yay. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I'm a giant. So I'm going to get to your level and take this picture. Because everybody was like, do we stand? Do we sit? I don't know. Who knows? Oh, because he's, he's tall. You mean like because he's behind the... Yeah, he was behind the desk. And then like some of the authors was like, I'll stand. And... I was like, I'm not gonna. Some people were like standing next to him, and they looked like they were the same size. But if I were to stand next to him, sitting, I would still be towering over him because I'm so tall. So I was like, right. I'm gonna do like the prom pose and be like, "Hi." <laughs> but I feel like it's always like the ad situation is just like meant to be awkward photos. It's it, just yeah. like there's never a good unless there's like an actual step and repeat. It's like it's gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> literally it was so funny though because the my best friend that i went with she was like i don't know who these people are and i was like well i don't know who you really read either so i was telling her and i had his book to get signed and stuff and i go and people are like oh there he is and she, he walks by and she goes holy fuck he's tall and i was like yeah sure. yeah he's a, i think he's six three or four i don't even definitely taller than me how tall are you I'm 6'2", so, yeah. 6'2", okay, yeah. I'm, like, I think I'm technically 6'1 and a half, but sometimes I'm 6'1", six, six sometimes You're, like, two. I'm 6'5". 6'5". <laughs> six, six, um, but, no, I, I feel like a shorty next to Adam, so I get it. He's, he's yeah. a tall one. It's, But that's exciting, though. Best of yeah. luck on the tour. I get to Thank see you. people, so... Um, before we go, do you want to mention any other projects or anything else, and then plug away your social media even though i'm gonna put it in the episode description because we're all lazy and we're like cool 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 what was his name again <laughs> where's the link yeah um not anything else i want to plug other than just my new book if i see you again tomorrow um which is kind of a long title and i'm noticing i'm even messing up when i say it so that'll be fun on tour but i can't even say my book title correctly but <laughs> if i see you again tomorrow i love this book so much and i feel like it just yeah is already resonating with readers and i can't wait to just see it get out there even more yeah um and what else was i gonna say yes robbie couch at robbie couch <laughs> and all my <laughs> socials basically there there's a um underscore or whatever 
between my name on Twitter, but Twitter is just kind of a dumpster fire now. Twitter is going through it uh, right now. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe, maybe follow me on Instagram first. Yeah. Do do Instagram for now, y'all, because Twitter might not be here much longer. Right. Right. We'll see. Uh, Always a pleasure though. Um, Appreciate you coming and taking some time to chat. Um, Super excited to see what the future holds and stay safe out there especially traveling and stuff that's super fun though Um, thank you i always have so much fun on this podcast the blue food questions were amazing this was fun so thank you i can't wait to come back again if somebody wants to dig up there was a book that i read as a child that was called no blue foods and the whole book was about how there's no true blue foods and i was like there's blueberries but they're not actually blue it's like an indigo violet something and i'm like Mm. yeah interesting i could be making I that know. up <laughs> no <laughs> now i want to no, find this I'm book gonna and Google. be like <laughs> back check you do this no. yeah <laughs> you're like mm, i'm gonna pull out of this podcast now because you lied <laughs> so <laughs> my bad i wanted yeah. to make <laughs> the blue velvet brownies but i can't even make regular brownies i'm not even gonna attempt they'll probably come well, out like seafoam green and i'd be like cool I will say though, okay, so I tried to do, I tried to make them with my, I took a recipe that was essentially like a red velvet brownie recipe and then tried to just tweak it in a couple ways and then make the food coloring blue. Turned out bright green because I'm a complete baking amateur. Same. And then I talked to my baker friend who was like, oh yeah, because the coloring, the reason why red velvet works because it's chocolate. So red, the, the brown of the chocolate doesn't, change the red as much as it cha- I'm getting really into the weeds sorry yeah, no. hell. but it it changed the blue to green and so he tweaked with the recipe enough that he actually made it work so I do have a blue velvet brownie recipe that I'm giving away to anyone who pre-orders so if you pre-order the book keep your receipt and then go to um the link in my bio it's like a link tree and then you'll see a link to to submit in a in a google form it takes like five seconds just to put in your name and yeah. prove a receipt your address and then i'll send you the recipe oh, so anyone who pre-orders can can get it and then we can all eat blue brownies <laughs> collectively yes, exactly <laughs> and put pineapple on it no i'm just kidding <laughs> don't do that <laughs> anyways thank you again uh, i'll give you time back into your day um till next time have a good one Thank you, Stephen. Bye. Always such good conversation with Robbie. A great book. Go get it. Even though the episode was kind of a time loopy itself with us getting the dates all. Caddy Wampus. We we stuck to a theme. Let's say that. Go get the book. Thanks. All right, let's go to the self-meditation 3,299 tips, quotes, reminders, and wake-up calls for peace and serenity. Let's see. Quiet your mind and open your heart. That's a good one. Pause every half hour to come back to your breath. Also another good one. Take the little moments, I guess, you know. Open that mind and heart and breathe, bitch, breathe.
Well, that's all I have for you this week. And I want to thank you uh, for listening and coming back, even though it's been a hot minute. Uh, Check on your mental health, everybody, and take time for yourself. Because that's super important and I needed to do so. Uh, Yeah. Thank you to Robbie Couch, who is super nice and awesome for not only keeping coming back to this show for me to ask him off the wall random questions and also for sending me advanced copies of his books to keep reading um i'm here for it so thank you thank you so much if a bird tried to attack you i would attack that bird uh but no birds were harmed or animals harmed in the making of this podcast episode uh but yes thank you Uh, if you could Go leave a rating, whichever platform you use. So Apple Podcast or Spotify or whichever one you use. Share it with your friends. And you can go follow me at Sir Stephen Rice on Instagram and Twitter. But those are really the only ones I use. So I deleted all the other ones. So if you're coming back and you listen to other episodes, you're like you're missing some but it's not oh you can follow me on tiktok if you want to as well at sir stephen rice but yeah instagram's really the one that i'm mainly on um just so you know any i hope everybody is doing great taking their allergy meds for this springtime and like i said i'm coming at you hot and heavy so just be prepared for lots and lots of episodes very very soon okay Have a great day. Stay safe. And until next time, have a fantastic day.